0: Hello everyone out there in podcast land, and welcome back to the podcast of us, the last of us after show from the firmware network on the NPR, Illinois, and we are here with our breakdown of episode six. Kin. A very short title. I like that for a very short title for a long episode with a lot of exposition and character growth here. I'm Jeremy Geckner, and uh, here with me on this episode you got to hear the brothers Aronia uh, last week. Now you're gonna get to hear the uh, spouses Geckner this week I guess we're gonna call it that. Uh, but here with me my wife Sarah Balticevich Geckner. What's up? Don't like that. Don't like that? Mm. Don't like the, the spouses Geckner. <laughs> no no <laughs> never say that again let's have to come up with a better uh, title for that but uh, all right all right episode six here um, I believe we got nine in this season so we are getting uh, down to the nitty-gritty here um, but a crazy episode here with uh, quite a bit like I said of character growth um, some Good, uh, you know, uh, action in certain parts as well, and some uh, pretty big cliffhanger to uh, hang the episode on. So, Sarah, jump right in here. What did you think of episode six, Kin?
1: Uh, I thought it was, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Wasn't, All right, uh, that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as, you know, action-packed as, as five. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good. I mean, lots of good, I think... Uh, well, well, you know, hmm. actually,
0: maybe we should do this uh, for a second because... You're right, we didn't get to review episode five. Uh, that was uh, Alex and Philip, And oh. episode five does kind of end with a really crazy sequence there with Henry and Sam. So, like, you know, and it does kind of start this episode with, like, a flashback of sorts of that um, in Joel's mind. So, like, what what do you think of, talk to me about Henry and Sam from episode five and then get into this episode as well. We're, we're
1: reviewing episode six. I know,
0: but, like, you know, it's a big story beat there, and we didn't get to give our thoughts on that, so...
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Did they, you love when Sam was killed? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just kind of the nature of this show. Like, unless you're Joel or Ellie, you're probably not going to be around for long. <laughs> I mean, let's be... Or Marlon or Florence, thing. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're just not going to be hanging out. I mean, you're going to be in an episode or two, and then you're either going to get left behind or you're going to get killed. Yeah, I, mean, I kinda, will I will have, I didn't see I mean I thought I liked the characters of Henry and Sam. Yeah, I thought they had a good nice complexity. dynamic, but um yeah, I mean, you know, they were just This cannon fodder. I feel like that's that's a lot of the show. Yeah, well, unfortunately,
0: I mean they did give a really good story there, and I gotta say the way they executed that reveal um, was very very good, especially with Ellie trying to um, heal him with her blood um, in a way, which is pretty naive but pretty sweet at the same time. Um, You know. I yeah.
1: sorry, sorry Sucks, guys. suck you, yeah. know. <laughs> <It happens>. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, I mean it just I, I you know, I don't there's just not a lot to say they yeah, it, well, they were good characters while they were around, but I like I said, I just feel like
0: you kind of feel like that's with everybody, <gasps> in yeah, the you show. can't
1: get attached to any characters on the show because.
0: Kind of getting into Game of Thrones territory a little bit there. Although we get a little more time with people. Tess, Bill,
1: Frank, now Henry and Sam. Like, they're all dead. I mean, literally. Very
0: very true. Well, the show is pretty, title is Uh, self-descriptive. Right? (laughs) But, yeah, let's move on to uh, episode six there before I interrupted you. What did you think of this episode?
1: Oh, uh, I was going to say, you know, I I, I thought this episode was... um, Really good for its character um, dynamics, and mm-hmm. it's. Like, the, I just thought that, like, the interactions between all the different groupings of characters, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, Joel and his brother, and then mm-hmm. Ellie and Maria, mm-hmm. I think her name was, yep. and then, you know, I mean, just, just, like, the different conversations that these different mm-hmm. pairings of people had, and just... I think that was kind of the heart of this episode. I yeah. mean, it did have, you know, we had our, a shocking ending that we'll talk about, but I mean, I think the shocking ending was um, less important than the character development here. And I think that's kind of a trope of this show. I feel like it goes in like spurts like... An episode or two of, like, good action, and then they'll have, like, a really good... Like, this is six, and three was the other really good character development, like, emotional connection episode. So this is, like, the next one. I don't know. I like that.
0: Yeah, and and this one definitely kind of... um, I feel like this is the first time where we really, really, really dive into the psyches of, you know, like, Joel and Ellie, like, extensively since... You're right, like, maybe even episode two um, of Mm the show. Um, You know, we get to really see the dynamic of how they've grown together, how close they've gotten in each other's minds. Um, Even though again, their natures are to like push it away or to keep it at a distance, um, which is weird. They're very alike in that manner, but they can't quite see that similarity, um, which leads them to push it away. But you're right. We get a reunion of Joel and Tommy. How amazing was that? Um, We get to see some good emotion from Joel there. He's so happy to have found his brother. Um, And of course, you know, we, we get a lot of uh, the interdynamics of this uh, town of Jackson uh, here in Wyoming. I'm known to Jackson. Yeah, exactly. That's all I could think of the whole time. <laughs> Just thinking of <some> Johnny <laughs> <and> Cash. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, like, this is a very interesting thing, you know, where you start to kind of dissect this world and what it is. You know, everybody's very fearful of going west, and then when they finally get to where they're going. This kind of idyllic, you know, like like all of a sudden what we used to have. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) As as Ellie says, this whole town works. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Well, let's just break it down from the top of the episode here. We get um, this really fun little sequence here with um, screen and writing legend Graham Green uh, (laughs) and uh, playing Marlon. And his wife, uh, Florence, played by Elaine Miles here. Um, And he's just coming back from hunting. They live way out in the remote Wyoming uh, wilderness and stuff. And we learn that uh, Florence is there with Joel, and he's just been waiting for Marlon to come back because even though they've made it to Wyoming, they kind of don't know where they are.
1: <laughs> yep, they're kind of lost, and they just need some help. And these people, they've just kind of lived out there their whole lives, so nothing's really different for them. Yeah, <laughs> they even say that, like, "Yeah, we moved out here long before this stuff happened," so you know. It's yeah, this is like
0: what, how long we've we been out here before you were born. He tells yeah, Joel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. And I, I gotta say here. Like, these two are fantastic in the scene. Uh, Elaine uh, Miles is Florence. Absolutely hilarious because she's just, like, too lazy to do anything. He even asked her, like, why did you get your gun? She's like, oh, it's all the way over
1: there. She's obviously not worried. I mean, no. he's traveling with a kid. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, sort of in that realm there. But of course, like, when they ask Marlon, I did like, too, I don't know if you did like the interplay of how. You know, he was just like, "Oh, are you? Did you tell them the truth? Are you telling me the yeah. truth?" Like to her, I thought there was like a weird code thing going on there, but uh, she's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it was pretty funny, but so basically, you know, Marlon tells them like where they are, um, and I, I think there's kind of like this pervasiveness of Joel, just like because he thinks that he's not where he thinks he is, you know, and I guess he's starting to get turned around, and that's kind of the big through line of this episode with Joel, isn't it? Is that he is less certain of himself that he's having a kind of a big crisis of confidence this whole episode right
1: yeah seems like it seems like he's just a little lost but i mean it's been 3 more months since it Henry has been and sam yeah. so i mean yeah i mean that's a long time to be traveling Yeah, and they've made it from
0: Kansas City to Wyoming. I don't Um, know what that distance would be. I mean, they
1: made it faster than that on 1883. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. Most of them died, but.
0: God, Joel and Ellie, what the hell? Put shit together. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, like, and that's kind of uh, relayed as well, like, once he doesn't know where he is and stuff. And uh, Marlon basically gives him this advice, like, don't go past this river, you know, like, because there's dead bodies out there. I guess he's telling, like, there's, like, a human component out there that, like, either kills people or turns them away or anything. Um, and, you know, again, Joel has what I'm only going to assume is a panic attack um, on the outside uh, of yeah. the fence there and yeah. stuff. It's and just kind
1: of thinking like, what the hell am I supposed to do? You know, I've got this kid out here and now it's cold and we don't know where we are and we're running out of food. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he doesn't, he's scared. And yeah. that, that to me is a sign of his closeness to Ellie because he's worrying that what's going to happen to Sarah is going to happen to Ellie. Yeah, and I definitely think that's a that's, lot of the trigger. Yeah, him.
0: and and you're right. Like you know, he's kept her at a psychological distance, or he's tried to, um, and especially ever since the very beginning of this of this journey and this track. And you're right. I think now it's getting to the point where he's understanding his own limitations uh, in a way. And the fact that like when you open your heart up like that, when you open yourself up emotionally to someone, you are vulnerable. Um, And that's not a state that Joel likes to be in, especially ever since Sarah died. Um, you know so it is a, in, a very intense uh, emotion there but um, you know they're kind of walking we get some amazing amazing like cinema shots of the landscapes and stuff in Wyoming you're right it did remind me a lot of Yellowstone because it's just like these sweeping mountain shots and everything like that I'm sure it was near the same location or something um, but uh, you know they eventually you know cross the river and they're like oh was well, this it and everything <laughs> it's yeah, like, nice. oh, that was incredibly I mean, you know, that's
1: like kind of funny like when they're camping like them taking who's taking the first watch, who's taking the second. Yeah, Ellie like has it all down now. Like he, he wants to take both watches and he falls asleep and she's there with the gun. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you got to wake me up when this happens. she's like, why? She's like, I did the check. I walked the Uh grid. Like basically like I did everything I was supposed to do. You taught me. Yeah. And that's, but like that right there is another sign of like how close they're growing. Like you taught me. It's like a dad would teach a child how to take care of themselves and do things and be protective. And, but even like,
0: even in that instance, Joel is feeling and, and, Again, he has this amazing conversation with Tommy later where he fully vocalizes this, but he feels like he's failing all the time. He's supposed to take both watches and, you Mm -hmm. know, like he's supposed to keep her safe and she's the one keeping him safe now. And again, like just these little micro things that are continuing to add up in his mind. Yeah. um, And it's really playing with his confidence.
1: It's like the, you know, I taught you, you should be able to do it, but I also, it's a little scary to let go and let you, Mm. you know. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that's any parent. <laughs> yeah,
0: no kidding. Um, but, you know, it is one of those things, too, where, um, you know, as, as they get further along, you know, like Joel once again is trying to, you know, let go and, and, and but still be vigilant and stuff. But again, he kind of lets his guard down when they get to this other river. And, of course, our favorite joke uh, of the episode where they come upon a uh, hydro plant uh, and Ellie looks at it and says, dang. <laughs> it is so obvious it's so funny um bella ramsey just i
1: mean she asked him to explain how it works and he basically tells her he doesn't know and she's like you could have lied i would have i would have you. believed you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: pretty funny i love these little uh, like sidebar i love these little conversations that they have about like what like life in their past but like what our present yeah, is like that's yeah. just really funny like there's a part where he's explaining football
1: to her yeah <laughs> just... i was like that's wrong it's supposed to be line up pilot up. Run! run that's how yes, i explain kick
0: football. <laughs> so um but basically they come upon another river and all of a sudden it dawns on ellie i was just like wait 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 what if this is the river that marlon was warning us about mm-hmm. and lo and behold right as she says that what timing um this band of uh, horse riders comes up with uh, masks and bandanas over them and stuff and this is getting joel panicked again because they have a dog who apparently can smell the cordyceps um, which made me a little wary but then again i remember they are funguses and you know there are animals who can like you know truffle pigs and stuff like that so i'm guessing you could train a dog to to do such things It's
1: like training a drug sniffing dog very
0: true very true so Either way, um, you know, he says, like, you know, you better tell us if you're bitten or infected now because the dog's going to smell it on you. So obviously the dog doesn't smell it on him. But I don't know about you, but I was wondering this, too. I was like, technically, wouldn't she be infected? But then again, she doesn't have any of the symptoms. Yeah, I guess
1: like she's healed by now. I guess it's got to be out of her system or I don't know. If it's it in her blood or what, but yeah, the dog didn't smell anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So, um, but again, Joel is like frozen with panic there until he hears Ellie laughing with the dog, um, mm-hmm. which he finally kind of lets down his guard there. And lo and behold, um, somebody he tells him he's looking for his brother, and it's Maria who ends up being his wife as one of these riders mm-hmm. and takes him to this uh, town of Jackson, which is very well fortified with a fence. Uh, I think she said something about it being like a gated neighborhood. It was and that then they, then they just, just kind of built, built it out, off out of. yeah yeah but this place is this place is hopping <laughs> i mean they've got electricity they've got their own animals they and livestock bar, they have a sheep ranch they they've have, got a movie theater for god's sake yep, <laughs> um, they
1: have uh, nice homes and they have i mean yeah they got it homes awesome. to spare too they're yep, able to put joel and ellie
0: into their own home
1: yep pretty nice house so.
0: yeah exactly this it's, is a very interesting thing so but this is probably the most
1: normal situation that we've seen in this time that's yeah because this
0: isn't a federal uh, facility no, this of any is kind the
1: closest thing to like Normal life that we've seen, in mm. since the Cordyceps started, and yeah. since we've been with Ellie and Joel.
0: Yeah, and it's funny too because I love when they're explaining how this community works. Yeah, <laughs> communism. Yeah, like Tommy Kid is just like, oh, so basically this is communism. It's <laughs> and like, no, no. yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that's exactly like
1: communism. Yeah. Is. It's like, it's a very beautiful she's example. Like, like it. it's it's a commune, <laughs> or as
0: uh, Monty Python fans would say, more of an anarcho syndicalist commune. Um, but um, anyway. anyway, Anyway, uh, so, but before that, we do get this scene of, um, you know uh joel and ellie finally getting a good meal um in what can i describe i guess like a mess hall of some sort yeah
1: it looks like it was like a barbecue restaurant or something that they've kind of made into like a yeah cafeteria situation which
0: again is just like man like what what must that feel like for joel and ellie she says it's like
1: the best food she's ever had in her life which it probably is yeah he Mm. says um i mean yeah they haven't had a hot meal that wasn't probably like nasty canned food and (laughs) god knows when the expiration date was yeah but
0: beef. Jerky stuff like it looks that looks
1: like stew and like maybe like potatoes or something that they're eating, and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. They and have pumpkin pie, I, but I again, there, that. I do still like also how there is this kind of natural distrust. Um, even though this is like you know, uh, Joel and Tommy are, yeah, it just and stuff. i felt
1: like I could feel just this, like, I don't know, this yeah, weird you, tension between the two of them. Like, it just felt like felt pretty palpable, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess even if it is your brother, if you haven't seen him for that long, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, and a really good tearful reunion for them. We get but, to you see know, they Joel were, like, laughing. pretty close. Like, remember,
1: like, in the yeah, first episode? Like, yeah. They were very, they very, very together, close. And like, they worked
0: together for all those years after, um, you know, the cordyceps yeah, and everything. Yeah. But they did some pretty dastardly things, as we're, as we're told. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but there is just sort of, like, you're right, like, this palpable little air of distrust between all four of them at Mm -hmm. that table you know and like ellie's like mouthing off to the kids staring at her and stuff like that um you know it is just kind of very interesting like where this is going but you know we get a tour of the place and basically it turns into maria says she'll take ellie with her and -hmm. you know joel and tommy can have some time to themselves Mm -hmm. um so then thus pervades these two separate storylines here which will converge again um so which one do you want to take first here and you want ladies first ladies first as it's a always, lady's they, choice. Nice. Went with a Hairspray reference. Um, for all you musical theater fans out there. Um, Why not many? Yeah, all the Last <laughs> of Us musical theater crossover fans. More weird. <laughs> Man, a Last so of weird. Us musical. There you go. Um, anyway, all right. So let's go with uh, Maria and Ellie here. So this is pretty funny because uh, Maria is kind of being the first motherly figure Ellie's probably ever had in her life. Would, yeah. you, would you say that? Sure. I mean,
1: Tess kind of was for a short time. For like yeah. 10 seconds, yeah. And yeah. I, I
0: don't think you could say that about... Um, uh god I'm forgetting her name already Marine or something like that. oh Marlene 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 not Marine Uh, (laughs) Marine Marlene why not nope not a name Um, but yeah like this is probably the I don't think you can say that about Marlene because she was keeping her in the room trying to see if she turned and stuff like that so um, this is probably the first like mothering that Ellie's ever really had in her life we'll get more of her backstory in the next episode but it's interesting you know she takes a shower and everything like that but uh, you know Maria's given some new clothes to her and of course Something you had to explain to me, so
1: a menstrual cup, yes. yes. I, I did
0: not know about these before this. I was
1: like, What is that? I'm like, Oh, honey, I've yes. learned
0: so much about this, but yeah, I mean, I I mean that's a get really get good it. like
1: that's just like as weird of it, like small of a gesture it is. That's a pretty big deal, especially. You know, because Ellie is probably at that age where she just started having her period, and mm. I'm sure she hasn't had, besides federal school, a lot of instruction about how to handle it. So that's a, you know, having a menstrual cup is pretty big deal. Like remember there, because there's reference to her period earlier. You find Tampax Pearl. Yeah, at the, <laughs> She's at like, the yes. store. Yeah. So so yeah, that's a it's a that's a pretty nice give right there. Yeah, and she Very reads helpful. like
0: the instruction manual. It's just kind of like, oh shit.
1: You yeah. know, like gotta <laughs> fold it up. <laughs> Jeremy's and, like, <laughs> no, uh, I just okay. never heard of anything like this, you know? yep, like, yep, yep, so you It's just reusable do? instead of... Uh... Set a disposable everything. Got to be a very
0: valuable thing in that world. But yep. this does lead, of course, to, um, you know, getting some new threads and stuff like that. or great little purple eggplant <laughs> Coat, Yeah, Coat she does get her hair. She gets her hair cut. And this is the pivotal scene for actually a lot of the rest of this episode uh, when you think about it, though, because Maria is cutting her hair and she's basically trying to, I think, out of a place of... I don't know, caution, I guess, or care um, as much as you can for somebody you just met. But, you know, I think she is trying to say in a way, you know, like, hey, you know, don't Joel and Tommy did some stuff when they, you know, a while back and, you know, he might not be the like white knight that you think he is type yeah, thing like Yeah, mo- it's like, like that. a how
1: much do you know about him thing, but also at the same time, like, I get that like sense of warning, but she, Maria, also doesn't know Joel. No, no, so she knows me, what Tommy has, has said told about Joel, it, right? Yeah. And Ellie, you know, Ellie's knows Joel's. As she doesn't know his past, but she knows his him now. She knows his present, and, and she um, knows, you know, she knows the way that he's. Treated her and protected her. So it's, I don't know. I get the warning, but it's also a little bit like, hmm, to me. I don't know. I, yeah, I felt and, a little funny about that. And again,
0: we have also learned by now that Maria and Tom, you're married. um right, And, and Maria is pregnant. And that Maria, well, I don't know if we know that yet in this scene, but, you know, obviously for the purpose of this, we do know that eventually that she oh, is. Oh,
1: no. Well, he tells him that at the bar, but we didn't talk about that. Part. Yeah,
0: we haven't talked about I think it is kind of simultaneous, though. It's you're like, right. But the like, bar like part, yeah. yeah. So, but yes, Maria is pregnant um, and everything like that. But what I love about this though is that you know in tommy and maria's house they have a little memorial uh it's wall like plaque on the wall the, kid, the names of yeah and so ellie assumes that these are maria's children Kevin and sarah evan yeah. and sarah Kevin. That, that she um lost um but uh she lets loose that uh you know no you know kevin was mine um but uh sarah, sarah was, was joel's, joel's um daughter. which of course reason why tommy would have that up there his niece you know mm-hmm. and everything like that um and i gotta give it to bella ramsey uh, in this scene because the look on her face is very much it's not like betrayal or anything like that it's just kind of like i i view it more as like a an enlightening yeah like, it's i think like, she understands it's like a, Joel.
1: oh okay that makes a lot of sense
0: i think thing. she yeah and it's not even just like Oh, why he's like guarded and reserved or anything like that. I think now she understands their relationship mm-hmm. a lot better yeah. too.
1: Yep. Yeah, she I liked that it wasn't like a what? Yeah. You know, it was more just kind of like a okay, you know? Like yeah. that's that's the way I felt when he when she said that. And I kind of liked that it wasn't like a shock.
0: Thing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, part of this is Ellie has kind of you know i do like that she kind of throws the like oh they've done things back in maria's face a little bit it's just like you know what we've all done things you know it's like a really weird world let's be honest yeah yeah and and so there's not much that can flap her in in this world that we've seen she's been very kind of calm and level-headed no matter what she sees but this one does kind of give her a pause and again i think it's because she cares about joel So much that all of a sudden now this is getting pretty real for her. She understands not only his trepidation and his distance that he's kept, but also why he keeps going with her. Yeah. You know, and why it's not just a promise to test. It's because he maybe sees this as a second chance.
1: Yeah. In his life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, um, at the same time, this is going on. Of course, Joel and Tommy get a nice scene in a bar where I guess they're drinking some kind of like tipsy bison. Yeah, nice. Oh, I didn't even I didn't recognize that. Look at that. What was
1: it called? What the bar was called? It was they're drinking some kind of scotch or whiskey.
0: Some kind of brown liquid, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) of course. Um, But yeah, this is basically though where Joel like says like, you know, do you know where any of the fireflies are? I've told, and he even lies to him at this moment. and Says that Ellie is like some fireflies. Muckety
1: mucks daughter that he has to get to and he said he lies about Tess too
0: yeah and he says that she's doing fine and everything like that I does he actually let out to Tommy later that Tess is dead yeah Yeah. he he does so but in this scene like he's basically telling Tommy like I can't you know like I I need you to like take her because Mm -hmm. you know she's gonna be safer with you you know the territory and everything but I mean it's still very tertiary and almost maybe like you know, come with me. We've got to go do this yeah, together.
1: I, I finally kind of felt like it was like, we I'll go, but you got to come help me. Like I can't yeah, do it alone. We can't anymore. do it
0: alone type thing. Um, and basically Tommy tells him, it's just like, you know, I like, look, I can't go like Maria's pregnant mm-hmm. and you know, like I'm you know, scared of shit, but you know, I, I think I'm going to be a good father mm-hmm. and man, Joel's reaction. I guess we'll see. Ooh, mm-hmm. man, that is. And I mean, Tommy calls him out for it. It's just like, that's all you got to say to me and everything like that. And it is just one of those things where there's a lot more going on under the surface there than just reacting to that. Yeah, um, because I mean,
1: w- I think there's probably some a little bit of blame in Joel's heart about Sarah because Tommy was with them. I don't know. I you know, I feel like there's there's something there. Well, and he a,
0: yeah. Well, I think he's probably just sour on fatherhood. And, well, and all, he had but- to leave
1: her that <laughs> night to go build tommy out of jail too Remember right, that, right 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 and right and she was alone so i'm sure a lot of it is because of that yeah i think he has a lot of damn
0: i didn't even think about yeah. that i thought
1: of that the whole time like it's just like there's he, like
0: some subconscious blame happening yeah there. Oh, for just sure. like yeah. if i didn't have to go bail you out i would be with I her i would have been with her yeah man
1: we would have gotten out earlier yeah damn Sarah. For sure. damn look well, at that well it's You're blowing my brain here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the analysis you come to the Front Row Network for, people. Uh, uh, this is why yeah. Sarah gets paid all the big bucks. No, yeah. um, no but that and, and it is kind of like the harshness of of uh, his reaction there too. You know, because he says that, grabs his coat and walks away and everything. He basically, says like, "We'll resupply up and be out of here tomorrow." Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's,
1: a, it's like I've I've waited all this time to find you, and then you just up and got a new family. And, and you know yeah. that
0: is kind of a big part of this too, isn't it? It's just like because Tommy does seem very aloof from him yeah you know he's he he's on. keeping a distance here and again i think it is joel actually does kind of call it out in this scene too i think where he's just like oh what am i like not worthy of your new life or mm-hmm. something like that yeah and you know like tommy it probably is feeling a little bit of that because it's like okay well you know i escaped like all the crap that we used to have to do i've got this new family now and now here you come like kind of reminding me of this bastard i used to be you know yeah. well
1: I'm sure Joel hasn't let go, though. That's another thing. You know, he hasn't let go of what happened with Sarah. And just to see Tommy getting to be happy and have what he had Mm. in this new life, it's got to be like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Same thing. Well, and that directly leads into what happens to him outside of the bar there. He has yet another panic attack. Mm -hmm. And what does he see? He sees a girl, a girl that looks Okay, sick. so did you say think that like this was a girl in Jackson that looks like her or do you think he was like hallucinating her?
1: No, I think it was just a girl that that had similar looking hair and I think he just for like I think maybe for a split second in his head it was like, "Oh my god, she's here, she's alive." Yeah. And then it was like And He gets uh, to see
0: and yeah. then of course we learn that this I mean, it looks like this girl woman has a daughter of right. her so own. Right. So I think in
1: his head it's like she made it, she she had a family, she's okay. Yeah, and, and I mean just for like a split second. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I'm wondering if it was the same actress, I think it was, um, Nico Parker. I think it might have been her, like, in that, or I well, don't know. There, no. there also was the flashback. She turns and around,
1: so. then yeah, then he has a flashback of Sarah, but I don't think it was the same girl. Her hair yeah. was a little bit different, but yeah, man.
0: But yeah, and there's also that scene where he's at like the Christmas tree and stuff too, and he's seeing her, yeah. you know, face and remembering decorating their Christmas tree and stuff like that. Man, it's just a lot of really good stuff with Joel here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as like, um, you know Maria takes uh, uh, Ellie to the movies, and I can't—I couldn't
1: figure out what it's movie. The Goodbye Girl.
0: Look at this. See, she was in this show. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: a million years ago. But yeah, I had to think about it. They kept saying Lucy, and I was like, okay, yeah, Paula's daughter is Lucy. It took me—it took me like a few minutes, and then I was like, it's—it's it's definitely the
0: good another one. uh, another 1977
1: property. one, the the yeah. old one. Yeah.
0: Another uh, was that Richard Dreyfus? Yeah, Dreyfus yeah. and.
1: um Marsha Mason.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, another property about uh, oddballs being paired with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Weird pairings. Um, But this is, of course, where, you know, Tommy goes back to Joel and, you know, he's giving him some new boots and everything as Joel's trying to resupply up. And this is where we have our come to Jesus moment um, with uh, with uh, Joel and Tommy here. And this is. Man, I mean Pedro Pascal. I, I I struggled. I struggled to say this because I was quite sure many times during House of the Dragon that Patty Considine was going to get yeah, an, man, an that Emmy nomination. That's some BS. So I don't want to presume things anymore. But my God, Pedro Pascal brought it in this scene. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, he not? It's, yeah,
1: it's a good scene. It really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's talking here. And again, there's kind of like this like veneer of like conversation and communication that they're having in that first scene. And now it's kind of like Joel, he can't keep it up anymore. Yeah, he's got to get down to the truth. Yeah, he's got to get down to it. And he basically tells him, you know, like, look, I need you to take her because I can't do it. You know, like he talks about how like, you know, she had to she had to kill this person in Kansas City because I was too old and slow to hear him coming. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, not being able to, um, you know, like just do the things that he used to do the, the, and and everything like that. And that he's convinced that if he takes her, he's going to fail. Um, you know, he talks about tests and, you know, making it her last dying wish. What was I supposed to say? You know, no and stuff like that. Right. But now the more that this keeps going and the further along they keep getting to their goal, the more he's worried he's going to blow it and that he's going to cost her her life. And
1: he tells him the truth about... Yes, and he finally tells
0: her that, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, because it's a big deal to get her where she needs to be because she's been bitten. And yeah, she, and he
0: said, and again, I love how Tommy's like very uncomfortable, and he's just like, "No, like I saw her bit, and she didn't turn." And he said, like, he
1: says, like it's been months. Yeah, like it's not like yeah,
0: she is immune, and this yeah, is kind of where immune. Tommy's fine, and I believe like that's where he says like okay from the beginning. Yeah, and but again, like Joel is bearing his soul here about that. He talks about these dreams that he's been having where all he's doing is failing, and of course, he's talking about he's continually seeing. The night Sarah died over and over and over again. He's yeah. like, even in my dreams, I'm failing. Yep. You know, there's nothing I can do to stop this. And so I know that if I take her, I'm going to fail again. Mm-hmm. And the world's going to lose out on the only hope it has to be normal again. And, you know, it works because Tommy basically says like, okay, okay. I'll take her. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then, who, oh, buddy, let's get to it because – unfortunately for everyone um ellie has heard this conversation we see her sneaking out of the movie theater um and you know as joel goes to her at the at her her, hope,
1: teenage girl room
0: and yeah then. her teenage girl room and again i love just these little details we see like reading a diary She's that like, was in this there this
1: is real like all people were really upset about were like boys and like, and like yeah, clothes yeah. and stuff yeah. like pairing
0: clothes together yeah. and this scene oh my god sarah like this is like two powerhouse actors. And they say perfectly. it's pretty like, yes, this one I looked almost. up, this one is shot for shot from the game. Okay. Um, and again, one of those cut scenes that literally they did not mess with this at all. It's almost even the same dialogue. Um, but basically like she's telling him, he's like, okay, so you're ditching me then. Um, and everything like that. And he's basically trying to give her like these lines, like he gave to Tommy, just like, he will, you'll be better with him and stuff like that. He knows the territory more, but she's just not having it in terms of just like everyone in my life. Has left, me. has left me, except for you. And she even pushes him mm-hmm. when she does that. Yep. Um, and then she even says like the line that really gets him off guard, where she says like I'm not her, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I mean, like, what was your reaction to like all of that? Like, it's just like he basically tells her, you know, I'm not your I'm not your father, and just like slams out and just like they they basically just have their breakup moment right here.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a tough scene because I think Ellie's feeling sort of like. Now that she knows he had a daughter, I think she feels a little bit like in her shadow or like, you know, um, I, I think it's tougher now knowing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's also like, no, just because that happened with her, you're, you're not going to leave me. It's basically like, no, don't use the it's not me, it's you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, don't use of. that crap on me. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Like, that's really how I felt about that. And it was just like mm-hmm. she I don't know. She's different than Sarah in that she's. Tougher because she's had to go through. Isn't it weird hasn't. to say
0: that, you know, but like it's true. Well, you I mean, know? she's like,
1: never been alive when it was normalcy. Yeah. So she just doesn't know anything else. And she's just like, yeah. Well,
0: a- and, and you're right, though. I think in her mind when she says I'm not her, you know, I think she thinks it, it's going to be like this. He'll let his guard down even more. You know, like now he knows I know. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't have to keep this from me. He doesn't have to bottle it all up inside when he's around me, but it doesn't, it makes him retreat more, yeah. you know? And again, that's an interesting choice.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, she, but I feel like she, it's probably been in her mind since she heard it from Maria. And I think she knows Joel's not going to talk to her about it. So yeah. she knows that she needs, if she wants to broach it with him, she has to say it. Yeah. But she, I don't think she's saying it like a negative way. Like I'm no, not her, I think but she's it's, trying like to a, reassure it's like a, it's like a please, like it's not going to happen to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to reassure him. It's just like (laughs) she's basically trying to say it's just like, I don't care if Tommy's younger. I don't care if you're like if he's you know, you think he's more capable or something is just like, I trust you. you.
1: I want to be with you. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. and it's like even further illustrated by the next day, you know, like when he's basically got this speech in mind about where she can choose which one. She's just like, nope, we're, you're going with me <laughs> yep. um, and everything like that. But this is this is such a great scene and like really plays into the psyche of Joel and Ellie here in terms of they are kind of like this perfect match for each other because they're so the same, you know, they don't want to trust anyone and it's taken them. How long do you think they've been together at this point? Like five months, five, six months. And so like, it's taken them this long to even trust each other to start talking about the actual trauma that they've had in their lives, even in a cursory way, yeah, you know, like they've only heard about it from a little bit. Like she hasn't really told him a lot about her time, um, in the Federal schools. He definitely hasn't told her any of his. Best. I mean, we
1: don't know what the conversations they've had by the fire and in the three month period that they've been together. But yeah, I'm gonna assume since she didn't even know that Sarah existed, that you know, he yeah, hasn't he hasn't told her.
0: opened up a ton. Yeah, um, I mean, know. she
1: was asking him in this episode what he did before. And he yeah. was a contractor. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves
0: contractors. contractors. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just wonderful little bits of dialogue. But just
1: like once they do end up leaving together and she goes with him, you know, like just like the little littlest thing of like her laying her her head against his back on the horse. Uh, that I, right there I was just like something bad's gonna happen. Him, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Nothing good can happen in this world. Uh, it's very game of thrones in that matter, isn't yeah. it? It's just like don't don't feel happy. anytime happiness. you
1: start smiling, you have to be like, No, no.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> no. no. Um, of course he's also teaching her how to shoot uh, with the long range yeah. rifle and everything. She's like,
1: it's bent. She's like, the aim doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, just wonderful stuff. So they do reach it uh, to Colorado State yeah. um, University, to the firefly camp, um, or so they think. But it's very clear that the fireflies have cut out from there. Yeah, they um, find like a
1: list. It looks like a packing list. That they and is, then
0: they yeah. uh, go upstairs and there's monkeys like <laughs> flying around yeah, the campus out too. Of, yeah, um, pages, yeah. But they also find uh, a map where it looks like all of the fireflies in the Western Territory have kind of coalesced Converge. around Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. Um, So obviously that is where they need to go. But before they can get out of there... Band of four raiders uh, comes up uh, upon the uh, school, and so as they try they to sneak them, out
1: the back. And
0: and Joel is uh, engaged in combat uh, with one of them, and, and again, snaps though, his neck. snaps I his mean, neck. I mean, like he looks invigorated as hell, but uh, unfortunately, he, the guy he gets, doesn't uh, even realize it. Till the guy gets, it didn't look like a knife to me; it looked like a piece of bone or it something. Was, it, or it, like I think antler. it was
1: like a like a, a shiv.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it is sticking out of Joel's. And gut he doesn't there. even.
1: Know, he's so like amped up in the fight that he doesn't even notice it until Ellie kind of looks at it like oh Carl.
0: I know and can you again like the psyche of this guy right here he's just like he's had all this self doubt for all this time and then he's like finally does the protection thing in the way that he th- probably remembers and feels like is a good thing that he's doing and then still fails you know like he still get, doesn't notice the, the knife in his gut and everything like that so they uh, give chase to themselves you know in terms of they get on the horse and they're uh, you know get away get from away. these guys but as they are uh, on some kind of railroad tracks of some kind. Joel keels over. He can't hold it anymore. And uh, we see Ellie pleading uh, with him I to wake up. I can do it on my own, please. And yeah. again, like this is... Uh, and, exactly and that.
1: Joel's fear realized right there.
0: And not only that, but what Maria tells her at the very uh, end of the haircut scene, which is she says, the only people who can betray us are the ones that we trust. Yep. And this is literally... It's not you know, when deliberate Ellie... betrayal. But... No, no, no. But it, it's what I'm saying is that Ellie and Joel have finally decided to trust each other yeah you know when joel decides not to leave her and you know like when he decides to pack the horse and give her the choice that's him saying that i trust you to come with me on this and when ellie like throws the backpack at him and she's like saying about how everyone's abandoned her she's telling him i trust you like we want to be with each other let's be with each other and then still when they get to that moment of clarity there's a a freaking knife that goes straight into the into the heart of that you know so i mean it's just a, once again, just a gutting ending to an episode here. Um, I'm hoping, again, I haven't played the games, guys, but I'm hoping that Joel is okay. Um, I mean, he
1: has to be, right? I, I mean, mean it's, right. Like, it's not over. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> well,
0: and again, like we definitely um, – well, before we get into that. Okay, so that was the episode in a nutshell. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we get into preview for next week? Um, but like no, final thoughts on the episode think, as a whole? I
1: think we did pretty good.
0: I think we did pretty good. Yeah, we uncovered some thorough. stuff. We had some laughs along the way. We um, shared a few laughs. Yeah, exactly. Shared a few laughs. Um, well, the preview for next week, episode seven, um, it is uh, entitled, I already had it here, um, Left Behind, um, which is a... Great song from the musical Spring Awakening. (laughs) Uh, Bring it back Um, to Very overtly religious and after-the-fact bad book series. Um, But um, it looks like, though, we are going to get Ellie's kind of backstory in the Federal Schools. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I would assume. I don't think this is moving ahead I assume it's before yeah all this but I don't I mean th- it's obvious that this is happening now so that they don't give away whether because they you can't think show, this is a
0: cliffhanger episode well
1: yeah they can't show a, a preview of next week with Ellie and Joel like trucking along because then it ruins it all <laughs> so it's got to be you know
0: this is like a, oh we're gonna give you backstory I hope it's not like stay tuned next I really week. hope
1: it's not like the Stranger Things episode where Elle goes and meets like her siblings Ooh, let's not talk about uh, that because was just talk. like strayed from the plot And it was just, like, one of those, like, you know, break it up episodes, and it was, like, Woof. But, yeah, let's yeah. let's not talk about that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, that's what I, that's uh, all I could think of. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, please don't be like that. <laughs>
0: please don't be setting up a
1: spinoff. Um, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So, um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode now of uh, the podcast of us. Uh, we hope that you are enjoying these. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes if you like what we're doing here. And, of course, if you want to find any of the other shows from the Front Row Network, you can always find us at nprillinois.org slash program slash front row network. Network, or just search for the Front Row Network on all of your social media sites okay. um, yeah lots of fun stuff uh, there Craig and I will be giving our reports on our recent trip to Fan Expo Portland oh, um, we will be having some peanut butter and biscuits guests coming up soon including uh, star of another Apple TV series uh, which we will talk about later um, and uh, yeah Flashbacks Crew is there original Broadway cast is coming back with Gus Gordon just uh, lots of really fun things there and uh, Brandon Davis on Classics just talked to an author we're just All over the place at the front run network, um, including right here. Any last words, Sarah, before we sign off?
1: Mm,
0: I'm going to go to bed. You're going to go to bed. That's nice. Thanks, Sarah. That's what you should do. (laughs) All right, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening uh, and for the podcast of us. I'm Jeremy.
1: I'm Sarah.
0: And uh, I guess the words of the last episode, right? Endure and survive. Mm -hmm. We will see you later. Okay. Podcast of Us is a production of the Front Row Network, the entertainment division of NPR Illinois. Our theme song is "The Art of Silence" by Unique. To find more from the Front Row Network, visit slash programs front row network